No, I'm intellectually curious and knowing what my own semen tastes like. I just can't get over the disgust aspect. Yeah, and I hear you. if there was some way to do that. Oh, uh, that's easy. The way you deal with that, if you want to do it for science, and this is what I've done. I've never like, you know, but to taste it, you simply wait like five minutes. Hello and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. Your Mileage May Vary is a show that discusses the apparently infinitely deep topics of sex and relationships. We bring our unique blend of ignorance, certainty, and humor to hopefully entertain you. My co-host is famed female orgasm denier Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey there. Uh, before we get started, the usual podcast bumper content, please rate and review us, whatever podcast app you use. For some reason, that appears to be the primary thing that matters in audience growth, so please help us out and do the needful. We also pay $15 for any feedback we receive at ymmvpod at gmail.com, so let us have it. Negative feedback is the most useful, and let us know if you want PayPal or Venmo or how to get you the money. Okay, we usually kick off the show by discussing a short porn clip, but before that, Mike, are you aware that we haven't had like a substitute? a substantive conversation about anal sex and I think five episodes. No, I didn't realize that. Uh, I mean, yeah, things were getting, it. things were getting so bad. We had to like carve out a special segment at the end because people were getting disgusted by our <laughs> fecal conversations. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm impressed with us. I think. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll, maybe we can break that. I don't know. I don't even know if we have any today. I don't have so. anything. I don't have anything. That's the thing that really it. destroyed it was the uh, the person who had anal sex with the person wanted how uh, what is it they wanted their bowels to be full I think that right. sort of yeah put us yeah. off it for a while <laughs> yeah 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 maybe we should keep it that way for a bit yeah. um okay do you have a do you have a clip for us yeah we've got a couple clips here um these are pretty uh. Well, NSFW, that goes without saying. These are pretty aggressive. I mean, you know, it's a, uh, this is some right. content that, uh, that maybe um, even the men in the audience who spend a lot of time viewing porn wouldn't have seen this. Although I, I always try to come up with something that's um, unusual. As always, we'll uh, post the links in the show notes so that you can follow along. And both of these clips, you can, um, to follow along with us, we're going to start at four minutes and 10 seconds into it. Um, so why don't you open the first clip there, Keith? And, uh, okay. I mean, I'm a little immediately bit, a little see bit what of it is. trepidation here. Okay. I'm going to see it even before I seek to the four time. You'll see what's going on. Oh. You'll see what's going on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I see what's going on here. Okay. All right. Um, so there's a woman on the bottom. There is a man on top of her and there is a man on top of him. Uh, let me seek to 410 here. Yeah, you got to jump ahead in this to get to the key uh, scene that I was going to show you. This is MMF, uh, not MFM. This is really MMF. It's unusual. It's somewhat unusual to find. Yeah, uh, this, yeah, this is definitely uh, MMF. And in this particular, I've seeked to 410 and I haven't pressed play yet. But um, yeah, well, okay, you're going to narrate us here. I'm, all right, I'm going to press play in three, two, one. So it's a woman astride a man, and there's another man off to their right. And the thing that's unusual about this clip is that he has his penis in the man who's lying, who's reclining in his mouth. 
And actually, the man who's reclining seems to be paying more attention to that than the woman who's riding him. Yeah. Um, and now the man with the penis in the other man's mouth is kissing the woman. Uh, so it's truly MMF. I mean, there's and well, he's and and the man reclining is now looking at him a little jealousy. Now she's put the penis back in his mouth and is kiss <laughs> kissing the penis. I think we can pause this one and move on to the next one. Okay. This gives you the general idea. And she's actually stroking him. I, I didn't notice it. She's stroking him. She is. She's stroking him while the other guy blows him. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so let's move on to the second clip. And also at 410, I'll give you a second to uh, seek to the right spot there, Keith. Yeah. Is this the same? Are these the same people? They are the same actors. One of the things I've noticed is that these, um, this you type say of actors, content. Are you, are we, are, this is, this is. Uh... Well, I'm just being nice and giving them credit for uh, for acting. Who knows if it's a sort of amateur or... Participants. Participants. Yeah, participants, sure. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, I am at 410. I'm going to start in three, two, one, starting. So there's a man and a woman in sort of the doggy style position. Another man is behind him sort of menacingly with some lubricant. He's now putting the lubricant in the man's butt crack. We have an idea of probably what's coming. The 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 people <laughs> having sex are kissing, and he's sort of doing the normal. Well, she's it's more of a prone bone kind of thing. Her legs mm -hmm. are kind of spread, but now the man in the, in the way back has got his penis out, and he is inserting it into the other man. Now you've got a back shot, uh, back to the other shot we had, and now we're going to get the full three some experience where it's a woman in the front. A man in the middle and a man in the back. Uh, the guy the man in the middle, in the middle is, is doing all the movements. So the person on the bottom is not moving. The person in behind is not moving, and the guy in the middle is just sort of moving his hips back and forth. So when he moves back, he gets inserted more by the man, and when he moves forward, he's inserted more into the woman. That's right, and she looks like she's enjoying it plenty. Um, yeah, and the guy now the guy in the back is reaching around the way back rather is reaching around to her breasts. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this is what I wanted to see, you to see, and we can discuss it. Um, I mean, you know, I have never uh, been involved in a MMF or indeed an MFM threesome. And so, uh, um, I mean, there's some things logistically here that I've never really sort of considered before, like, uh, this man blowing someone while he's penetrating someone else and the the reaching around the man to get to the bottom woman's breasts. <laughs> There's just like various uh, things here that are, are you know, have ne not, never been available to me. Do you think, do you think, I mean, there's obviously, so, I mean, I, I will say that I found these videos on a subreddit uh, destined for women, female viewers. This appears to be somewhat popular with them. Um, maybe the extra men and, and the fact that they don't find the male element, uh, is distressing or is uh, distressing is the wrong word, but is, is, it's not, it's more what they're looking for. Put it that way. Um, do you think that you could, if you could only, if, 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 if this, if you had to exclusively masturbate to this porn for a session, do you think you could get it done? I don't know. I really do find like two men to be pretty pretty repulsive um that's interesting she's an attractive lady that's right definitely um there might be like parts of this that i could use <laughs> this could be salvageable i don't what know do you think 
Uh, you're, but you're, you're, there's nothing you sp- have specifically in mind. It's just uh, theoretically you think it's possible. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I found the part with the man's penis in the other man's mouth more ta- – more, I think I could masturbate to that because the it's almost like a um, Where's Waldo where you have to like <laughs> – you can watch it for a little while without realizing. I could anyway. Maybe your eyes went directly there. But it took me a second to realize that the other man – because a lot of times you'll have a threesome porn and the there'll be just another guy just there, right? There won't be any male-male action. And it took me a minute to realize that the, there was a penis in the other guy's mouth. And so that I maybe could filter out. The uh, three the three men, the, the three people all having sort of human centipede style sex, I don't think I could – that would be more challenging because it's so visible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this, this moment where he's just moving his hips back and forth to alternate penetrating her and getting himself penetrated is, I mean, it's amusing, but not arousing to me. It's confusing, I guess, is the main thing. And a little bit repulsive. Let me ask you, Keith. Uh, And yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean like you mean repulsive as a heterosexual man, not like, you know, it's, no, I can I mean, tolerate. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not upset that these people are engaging in this. Sure, sure. Uh, so, what? So the typical. We can agree that the typical porn ends with the man ejaculating in or on the woman. That's sort of yeah. the standard um, plot. Mm-hmm. And if there are two men, uh, maybe you don't watch. You haven't watched very much porn with two men, but but it's pretty common to have a woman be ejaculated on by multiple men or in, I guess, but typically on, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a pretty normal thing. That that would be in the MFM. What do you think in this situation is likely to be the end ending moment of this porn? I don't know if this is an excellent question. Have you do you know? Do you know what happens? Sure. <laughs> okay. Look, I I always like to do my research. I expect I expect oh boy. Yeah. Um I don't know. Look, I don't. Yeah, I don't know enough about these guys' shtick. I expect there's going to be it's like not, yeah. simultaneous. Maybe, maybe, maybe he. One man comes on her face while the other man comes on his or something. I mean, it's I mean, sort of it's elaborate to set up. There's a timing issue. Um, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Yeah, the typical thing that I've seen is interestingly that the man who is interested in the woman, or and I'll, I'll, by the way, it also. I guess it varies. That another interesting question is like, you know, do the men alternate who's with the woman, who's with the man? Uh, in other words, is is one of them like exclusively gay, one of them is bi, or how is this working? And I think that varies in the ones that I've seen. Um, and I should say this is an area where I haven't done that much research uh, compared to other areas of porn, but I've done a fair amount. Okay, um, I'm willing to. I've done my share. I'm willing to admit that. Um, but. I, I, what I've noticed is typically the final, the final uh, climax is the man in or on a man, yeah, in these scenes. So it's like somehow that is like the the that's that's like the the cum shot of a, an MMF. Okay, is that what men want to see? Is that what gay men would prefer to see? Or is that like who is this porn? Maybe it depends who the porn is guided for. I think there is a – I mean I've detected in my perusal of, of Reddit a strong thread of men, of of bi-curious men. And so I have to think that is ultimately what it's for, not women. Yeah. Just because I think female consumption of porn is significantly lower. It's a fraction, yeah. 
And and I think that like, yeah, it makes some sense to me that like if you're a bi-curious man, like the thing that's going to amp it up the most because it's the most um, unusual, it's not the thing that you would usually experience in life is going to be the male-male part of it, not the male-female part, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it kind of does make sense to me that that would be like kind of the the clim- climactic scene. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. I was thinking, I mean, this is only slightly related, but yeah, I mean, I wonder what the uh, consumption of porn, like, uh, is is there, are there more gay men consuming porn than there are heterosexual women consuming porn? That's a great question. I don't know. I mean, there is, you know, youporngay.com. And I, as far as I know, there is no, is it, or Pornhub gay? One of the two. There is no, as far as I know, like Pornhub woman. Ladies. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Well, I, these would, were, I would have to go with uh, gay men being higher. Personally. Yeah, I think you're probably right. But that implies there's like some massive difference between heterosexual women and heterosexual men. And they're, well, I guess men, regardless of their sexuality, probably consume the same amount of porn. All right. Anyway, uh, this first topic from Reddit today is mostly just silly, but I'm going to read it anyway. Um, this person complains that his girlfriend's fetish is getting expensive. She has a fetish where, among other things, she loves having her clothes ripped off, and I mean genuinely torn off. Obviously, this means it's not exactly wearable anymore, and I don't know if you know this, but clothes are expensive. It's not like she needs it to happen, but she doesn't come nearly as much, and she does come much faster, and she is noticeably more turned on when I do rip her clothes off, so I try to indulge her as much as I can. I've suggested a few things. I went to Goodwill and bought a ton of cheap t-shirts and leggings, but we <laughs> we burned through them already and we're back to more expensive clothes. I suggested maybe just aggressively taking the clothes off while leaving them intact, but that doesn't work for her. I've tried just not doing it at all. And again, it doesn't work for her. I've tried sewing them back up, but that only works on some of Jesus. them. Jesus, really? <laughs> Yeah. We aren't hemorrhaging money or anything, but collectively we spent $600 on clothes in December. We can afford that sort of, but it's not sustainable since we want to save for things. We've been dating for four years now and she's always done this, but we just moved in together in August. So we're having more sex than ever. And of course, tearing up more clothes than ever. This is one of the more expensive months too, because we bought special clothes for Christmas. Christmas lingerie was ridiculously expensive. I think you can see why this is a problem. Any suggestions for alternatives to this or a way to make it cheaper? Since she doesn't want to stop or limit the amount we do, but I don't see any any other way. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a conundrum. I don't I don't have any great advice for this guy. Well, I mean, they do have like tearaway clothes, right? That have like Velcro in certain spots. Oh, well, okay. I know they have like athletic pants that, you know, button up the sides and you can sort of like rip them off right when you're going to come into the NBA game or whatever. Are there- yeah, I mean they have they have uh, like suits. I'm sure I'm sure they're yeah because it would be like novelty clothes, and you could like you could imagine taking clothes and like I mean this is stupid. Yeah, but like, Mike, this, is this, like a- this isn't that's not what she wants. She wants the uh, the him not being able to restrain himself. That's that's what's turning her on. Right, right. They should they should switch from that to uh, I'm get, I'm getting some image of like ripping her pubic hair off. So it's like she 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 lets it grow out, and then he and then he, instead of ripping clothes off, he just gets some like waxing strips and just starts ripping her pubes off. <sighs> well, but it'd be the same kind of idea, right? He's like, I gotta get in there. I gotta get to that sweet uh, vagina, <laughs> hairless vagina. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing she's gonna veto that. I, have you ever tried <laughs> tearing clothes off of somebody? I mean, I 
No, I mean, I if I have a say a T-shirt that gets a hole in it, I will sometimes rip it much bigger so that I don't accidentally wear the T-shirt again. Well, that's kind of fun. Yeah. So I have that experience, or like a pair of socks, the same thing, right? You just make a gigantic hole so even so it doesn't get pulled out of the trash by some well-meaning person. Yeah, I know Hulk Hogan used to always didn't wasn't that like his intro thing? He would rip his shirt off when he was. I think it was. I have right. tried. I have tried. It's not. It's not as easy as it looks. You need. You need to get a toehold with like you know a hole or something, and then. But like just like if you like if you just wear a t shirt or a shirt, you can't reliably just rip it apart. Now leggings or you know stockings, I can imagine. But so wait, you've tried. When you say you've tried, you mean you've tried to rip a woman's clothes off? No, I have not. Because actually, I'm trying to remember. I wonder if I have once and, I, and I've sort of like repressed the memory because it was sort of embarrassing. I have this vision in my mind that it would be embarrassing if I did try because what if you fail? It's like, oh, yeah, here I come, baby. And then, <laughs> you know, you're just like stuck and you like can't rip it. Like that's sort of <laughs> pathetic, right? Like, you know, with that to happen. I'm trying to wonder if I'm worried about that because it actually happened to me once. I can't remember specifically, uh, but I don't think this is as easy as as it might seem. Right. No, I, I, I suspect you're right. I mean, this doesn't, this strikes me as maybe not true. Like it's like something, I'm not sure. But I yeah, mean, I, I agree. Love, with- I like the bit where he's like, I went to Goodwill and bought a ton of cheap t-shirts and leggings, but we went, we burned through them already. I mean, that like, that also rings a little false to me because I mean, honestly, like t-shirts at Goodwill are not expensive. Like you could probably get. Oh, you can get, get like 10, 10 for ten dollars or something, right? Something like that. Maybe even cheaper than that. I mean, if you don't care what they uh what they say on them. So I don't right. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, good luck to that guy. I don't I don't know how he's gonna save money on that. Uh all right, next one. Uh not safe for work, genuine question. Don't make fun of me. Me, this is a 16-year-old female, uh, and my boyfriend, a 16-year-old male, have been dating for about a year now, and we're starting to do sexual stuff. I'm on birth control, don't worry. <laughs> Genuine question though. What happens to the cum after a guy ejaculates in a girl? Does it run back out or stay in there or what? The education system failed me. Help, please. Uh, The reason why I ask this is I actually don't really know what happens here. Okay. So let me, let me explain what I understand and then you can sort of like step in and, and embellish with, with, with your knowledge. Okay. So sure. You, ejaculate and there's some sort of area in the back of the vagina that the cum is in. And then I remember in videos, the cum like swims or something, right? And it's like a race to the egg. Like, where is it? Like, but like, what's, what's happening there? Like most of, most of the journey has to be completed without like, the cum swimming like it's not like if you pour cum out on a table it like slowly moves over time as the as the you know sperm swims around like what what's actually going on wait so i mean are you being serious here that you don't know what happens a part of this is for effect here's what i don't understand (laughs) here's what i don't understand like where (laughs) yeah like yeah i guess i don't yeah i think i actually don't know but I mean, you practically speaking, you know that if you, well, okay, if you wear a condom, you know what happens, right? Yes. 
it, or if you just beat off onto your um, table with your um, paper <laughs> towels on it. Yeah. Yeah. You probably also noticed that like there's some sort of weird like way that semen changes consistency over time. Like it, I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it sort of like glops up for a while and then it turns more watery. I think, I think that's right. Okay. It like sort of solid, becomes a little more solid for a while. I've noticed various levels of viscosity. Yeah, but no, but I think it actually changes like uh, the, yeah, if you like bust your load on um, a Petri dish, a Petri dish is the wrong place, but like, you know, something like a made of glass, you can watch it, you know, it'll become, it'll congeal for a while. And then I think it, I think it then becomes more fluid. I think that's right. It's something happening. Um, it's the, it's the sperm dying. I don't think it has anything to do with the sperm. I think it has to do with like trying to, um, enable it to sort of remain in the vagina as long as possible to sort of like have a chance. Um, but like, but, but either way, like if a woman sort of stands up, it comes out. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't, I mean, I've, I've had women complain that, you know, I'm like dripping out of them later. So it, I think it like mostly comes out, but like then it doesn't all come out. Sure. That makes sense. Right. I mean, because it's not like there's no, they don't have any real way to expel it. And so it's just like going to be up in there. And then it like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, some of it will run out and some of it won't. And then the stuff that didn't run out will run out later. Okay. And then, yeah. And then, I mean, the, the little sperm cells are like in there somewhere, but they're not, I mean, they're not a meaningful percentage of the fluid. Right. And Is you know that because when people get vasectomies, the amount of semen they generate doesn't go down. Right, 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 right. Does it, does it, okay. Is there somewhere else it can go other than out? You mean like into the uterus to make a baby? Is that what you're talking about? Sure. But then does it, but then like, okay. It goes, <laughs> like my, I am extremely ignorant here. Like I feel like I need to see an anatomical drawing, but okay. You, you orgasm. Uh, and then like, if they do like a headstand, does it go into like another chamber and then just hang out there? When does it leave this chamber? I mean, I feel like this is a set of information you would have just from like, maybe how long are your fingers? Like, are you able to reach the, uh, fullest depth of a vagina of a typical vagina with your fingers while, while fingering a girl? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 I have big <laughs> fingers. Uh, my fingers are I, I have been told in the past that I my my fingers are long. Okay. So, you know, you put your finger in there and you're going or finger or fingers and you're going to feel her cervix, right? Yes. Okay. So like that's like a cylindrical thing that's sort of in there. And like around that there's space because you know, there's simply space because like you have kind of a uh, an area that's that like has a thing. Well, I mean, it's just you, you basically have something I'm trying to think of a, a like a, kind of like a pocket in there, a vagina, right? With uh with a the cylindrical thing like projecting into it, right? And so because of the projecting cylindrical thing, there is space sort of behind that cylindrical, the cervix, where like stuff could kind of like hang out, right? Mm -hmm. You can sort of imagine that. Um and like the cer the cervix sort of obviously comes down from the top because that's where her body is, the rest mm -hmm. of you know. So <laughs> so it has to like the sperm have to go in there. And then there's like a little hole in the middle of that, that like is the hole that the sperm try to go up in and the baby comes out later if, if you make a mistake. Right. Right. Okay. But 
Okay. But how much, let's say you, you come 10 units of sperm. How many of those units can make it up the cervix? I think it's no. I think it's just the sperm cells that go up there. I don't think a meaningful amount of like the fluid okay. goes up there. All right. uh, so there is, the by fluid, the way, all the fluid yeah. drips out eventually. It doesn't get like absorbed right. or. Oh, I'm sure some gets absorbed. Some gets like you know, kind of more or less like dries out in the same way that like any fluid that you put in there would whatever it would do. Really a dry. It can't really evaporate. It's pretty moist in there, and the humidity is high. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I wonder if people have like studied that. Like you could ejaculate a, a known or just whatever, shoot a known quantity up there and then wait a while and see how much of it comes out. But I mean, like naturally, like human tissues tend to absorb fluids. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but I was going to say that there's a, uh, there's a genre of porn that uh, shows up sometimes on the um, bad, bad female anatomy, I think it's called subreddit, which is uh, it's, it's, it's like cartoon porn. It can't be real as you'll see in a second where basically like a penis enters the vagina and then like, and it tends to be like sort of anime kind of Asian porn. And then like at the key moment when the penis is about to ejaculate, it goes into the, through the cervix. Oh yes. 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 I've seen that trope in anime. It's very common. Right. And the women are just like, are you kidding me? Like that would be really, really, really painful. Um, But you know, I'll say this, that as a man, it's a little bit compelling. Yeah, it's like something the, about just like totally impregnating, right? Like there's a just like complete penetration. You're like, right. even if it's painful, it, you know what? You know what it reminds me of actually? It reminds me of Deep Throat. It's like this thing where there's no way that she could possibly like doing it. Right. It's but it's like so yeah, but it's like I want to put it in the place it's not supposed to go. Or frankly, anal is a little bit like that too. So anyway, but no, I mean like naturally speaking, like I don't think there's much that goes up there. And then if the woman is pregnant, there's some sort of like a mucus plug that forms in the cervix to basically prevent any communication with the outside world. And actually probably during certain parts of her cycle, it's like that too. I'm not so sure about that, but I think like it's not always sort of quote unquote open. Okay. All right. So is the general answer here, it drips out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like women sort of know that, right? It drips out and like they, they, yeah, this is the great thing about like not using a condom is you shift the responsibility for that from the man, which is the man has to like go and I, I, by the way, like when you're using a condom with a uh, one of your uh, female friends, when do you take it off? In other words, do you walk to the bathroom? Do you even walk to the bathroom? I don't know. But do you walk to the bathroom with a condom with sort of like the tip of it just like sort of swinging back and forth off the end of your cock? Or do you uh, do you take it off in the bed hoping there's some tissue there? Or like well, how do you handle that? Um, I usually – I prefer to get rid of it because – I don't like the smell well, sure. of latex and stuff. So I would, you know, I wouldn't take it off in the bed and then wrap it in a Kleenex and like leave that to the side of the bed. Like I would go to the bathroom or to my kitchen where I also have a garbage can too. So you do walk around with like the sort of tip of this thing swinging off the end of your yeah, cock. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I might, I might start taking it off. It depends. It depends. I think sometimes I would just like walk away with it on. Sometimes I would take it off pretty quickly after uh, removing myself from her. Are you ever worried about two things? One is, uh, do you then walk, because you said you don't like the smell of latex and obviously you'd have that smell on your cock. Do you wash your cock? Yeah. Sometimes I'll um, get a paper towel and I'll wet it and clean off my, my dick a little bit. Okay. 
And then uh, have you ever been in a situation where you felt the need to actually like um, – or the desire to uh, hide your semen or somehow get rid of it out of the condom out of fear that like the, the girl you were seeing might use the semen in a way you didn't expect her to? <laughs> no, I have not. I mean, I, you read about- And I like, don't mean drinking it. I don't mean drinking yeah. it. You read about ballplayers doing this. Uh, Is that right? Yeah. Or, you know, people who worry that someone's having sex with them just to try to impregnate themselves. Uh, huh. I don't think, I mean, would this even work? I mean, most most condoms have like spermicidal lubricant or various spermicides I bet it could work. I mean, like, you know, a determined mind. Yeah. Okay, fine. Let's play this out. All right. I I fill a condom. I put it in the wastebasket. Uh, not the one in the bathroom, but the one, you know, in the bedroom. And then I go to the bathroom and she's like, okay, I am going to try to impregnate myself with this sperm now. Okay. What does she even do? Well, it depends. Did you tie a knot in the condom? Nope. It's, it's, it's just <laughs> folded over. So th- th- there's no time wasted trying to get access to it. She can just pour it out into or onto whatever she wants to do. Oh no. Oh, well, it's super easy, right? She simply, so, so the condom is like a sock mm-hmm. with the sort of negative impression of your penis in it. Right. So like, it's not, it hasn't been, it hasn't been inverted. It's, right. it's, and it's got, it's got, a, it's a reservoir. It's got the stuff. Oh, this is super easy. So what you do is she simply puts the mouth of the condom against her vagina takes her finger and then just jams in oh, and inverts the condom into her vagina. Yeah, I see. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that would have a decent success rate. Like, I mean, it would be of course much lower than having, um, than like intercourse. Cause it doesn't but, get, it doesn't get as far in as. No, I'm thinking cause of like the spermicidal stuff and the fact there's a little bit of a time lag and it may be not as far in, although I bet she could get it pretty well in there. But I would, I bet that would have a decent, a decent probably. I've always, th- I've often, not often, I've thought before that it's, you know, there's this trope of using a turkey baster. And I think we yeah. know some people that have done that. Like uh-huh. that, they're like, yeah, you know, a lesbian couple. We're like, yeah, we used to, they did it themselves, right? They, they had some guy ejaculate and something. And then, and, he, and I thought to myself, like, why do you even need a, a turkey baster? Like, do, can't you just sort of put it in a cup and pour it in? I don't know. I don't question? know. I mean, that's, that's part of my question here, right? Like if you. Probably increases the odds. Yeah, like how deep does the sperm need to go, and yeah, and does that materially affect the you know percentage chances of the outcome you're looking for? Yeah, I'm sure it affects it. I'm sure it affects it. So yeah, the turkey baster is probably just to make it so they don't have to do it. They you know do it as few times as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen things where like people do headstands, right? Or, but I mean, I don't know if that's just like a sitcom trope or if that's actually. Useful. I'm sure it's a. I'm sure it's a trope. I'm sure that it there because it would be difficult to like have any real studies about it about like the efficacy of something like that. I think what matters a lot more is like where in your cycle, like whether you got it to yeah, coincide yeah, yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, all right. This person says, "Why does <laughs> why does feeling full feel so good? I just really like the feeling of something in me." In lockdown, I've been walking around with a tail in. And a lush in. I don't know what a tail or a lush is. I'm going to Google that. Oh, come on, Keith. You don't know what a tail or a lush is? You know what both is? Oh, great. I don't have to Google it. Of course. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold your horses. Or a dildo in just casually around around the house. It's almost a comforting feeling. Anyone else get this? Uh, Okay. So first off, what's a tail and what's a lush? So a tail is simply a thing that goes up your butt that makes it so instead of having a butthole, you have like a fox tail. So it's a butt plug that has a, a tail coming off of it? I mean, that's my interpretation of what, and I assume this is a woman means by that. What do I, uh, mean? Do I Google sex tail? 
sure plug, uh, it would be tail tail butt plug something like that okay yes yeah, so, really- okay so these are all butt plugs that have uh is there a difference between a butt plug and a vaginal is there a vaginal plug is that a thing not so much because it doesn't grip the same way and so it wouldn't i mean it would have to be fairly large to stay put and also like normally the point of like almost all of the point of a butt plug has to do with like the purported claim that they like some fullness there but i think a lot of it is just like aesthetic right they want to sort of it's it's like porn where you have they put a little jewel there or something to hide okay. their anus all right. well, i have another question but can you tell me what a lush is first yeah a, might answer okay so I'm only I only have like ninety or eighty percent certainty on this one, but I'm pretty sure Lush is the vibrator they use on Chatterbait. That's like this pink thing that like vibrates uh, by Bluetooth or whatever, right? So like basically, oh, somebody gave uh, you know twenty two tokens. Uh, it's going to vibrate in okay. three second pulses okay. for the next twenty seconds. Yeah. Okay, but okay, does does a Lush? Am I right? Mean- Did you look it up? And I'm right. Yes. Yeah. Good. Does a good. Lush mean that this must be a female talking? I mean, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, but yes. I mean, no, you know, like, I mean, could, could there, like, I'm trying to think when you, if you go on Chatterbait or another campsite and you go to the men section, which is something I do, mm-hmm. um, most, well, I, I do it for fun. I do it to amuse myself. I don't actually do it for like, uh, the real purpose that I'm there for typically, but, uh, I don't think you ever see a man with something up his butt. The, the men stuff is always just beating off and it's always some dude with an enormous penis. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so this yeah, it's a female. Th- okay. But but a tail is a butt plug and a lush and a dildo, which he also says is it, it goes in the vagina. And this person's almost certainly a cam girl because I don't know why anybody else would have a well, lush. She, uh, but, uh, maybe, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. It, it, because the whole point of it is to like react to some event that came over the internet. And so like, yeah, I know that there are people that do this like games with remote control vibrators and, you know, like, oh, we're going to go to the pizza parlor. and Their website gonna... says discreet public play. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you're it's like, it's not impossible. And uh, yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, think... you can understand that my exposure to it has been 100% on campsite. So I can't like, right. you I might can't, like a sign a paper bias. saying no women do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why would this person do this? Um, well, I mean, like, let's, all right, set aside the like butt plug thing. I know why people wear butt plugs. There's various reasons for that, but she says she, she just wears a dildo in casually just around the house. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, the answer can't just be that it's a cam girl looking for effectively advertising. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like this, this says just casually around the house and they deleted their account. So, huh. You know, maybe she picked up uh, her uh, viewers that she wanted to get from that. You know, know, when you post something like this to Reddit, your your inbox just gets obliterated with perverted dudes. That's true. Uh, Well, but that could have been. Well, yeah. And and actually, if it were a cam girl. Right. She might not have deleted it because she might have wanted. So, in fact, the fact that it's deleted actually slightly makes me think less likely that it's a cam girl, but it's hard to. Anyway, look, there are people there are people that have fetishes around this stuff. I mean, like, look, it's a little difficult to um, to know, but I mean, you certainly read stories of women like getting vibrated on the subway or whatever and having orgasms and stuff. Maybe she has that kind of a fetish, like public fetish. Yeah, I guess. I mean, 
it seems. I like- mean, you understand the physical gratification part of it, surely. I mean, it would be like, well, there's no male analog really, but it would be like if there was some way for you to walk around with like this, some weird cod piece that no one could notice that was just beating you off all the time. And like, yeah, if you, if you went to some like Southern California beach town and we're just hanging out on the beach and you could just wander around and have something beating you off while you check out the girls, that could be kind of cool, right? I suppose. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Listen, here's what I don't understand about this, this person. This like just casually around the house implies that it's just some, it's like a feeling that she enjoys on her own and it's independent of the like tabooness of it or any of that. It's like some sort of like, I guess, yeah. Is she just looking to keep herself in like low grade arousal? That could be, you're right. I, 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 uh, I started mansplaining without listening to the full context. Yeah. Around the house. That's hard to understand. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that male or female just sitting there aroused all day long starts to hurt. Well, what's the what's the analog here? Would it be like wearing a cock ring? I just wear a cock ring around the house. I think it would be hard to maintain an erection unless you're like sort of a little bit concentrated on something arousing, right? I mean, like I don't I don't think there is a thing that would keep a guy aroused all the time like that. Yeah. A cock ring slows down how quickly you lose arousal or yeah, you lose it your makes sense. You'd lose, yeah. But I mean I mean my idea for a cod piece masturbator tool seems possible. Also, don't forget that a man could wear a tail. Do you think that like if if, if you showed up to a date with a tail, <laughs> that would change? It probably wouldn't go well, right? Maybe well, it would. When do they find out? I mean, when do they find out about it? Only when they have access to your anus. So you've probably right. already cracked the code by then. Can you imagine that? Like you're, I mean, look, women have to go through so much with any kind of like new male sexual partner, right? Like there's all these things that they can do that are weird, but yeah, like, you know, he takes his jeans off and he's wearing an anal tail. It's like. It's on the more unusual side. Yeah. I I think that the more common thing is just how the more common things that women have to deal with are just the boring things of like the guy just being a schmuck. Sure, um, sure, sure. But like, what does the man even say? He's like, "Oh, yeah, you know th- th- that old thing. Don't don't mind that." Like, what? What is he? Like, he says, "That's his, my fetish, baby." Yeah. What's his excuse this, for why like, that's oh, like a normal thing to wear on a first date? I forgot I was a sloth today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Next. So this person says, um, "We'll see what conversation comes from this." Uh, Sexual pet peeve. Men, do not apologize for orgasming too soon during sex. You were enjoying yourself and you still have fingers. Every time I feel a guy orgasming, I feel so powerful. Then for some reason, no matter how long they actually lasted, out comes some kind of apology for how they usually aren't like this or sorry. An apology and guilt is literally the last thing I want to hear from a guy who just came from my actions when I'm still hella riled up and fuzzy. It's an instant turnoff and kills my enjoyment of the afterglow or still ongoing sexual moment. I know that for some reason, society focuses the entire act of sex on just penis insertion into vaginas and shames men for not withholding their orgasm. This is wrong and bad. The correct response is to immediately reach down and start rubbing the clit of who you are with. If you really feel you came sooner than you'd like and she didn't get off. If you came, I'm sure she would love to hear how her pussy got you off so quick and how good she is as you do this. Not one woman is going to complain about this. If you aren't up to it in your instant post-orgasmic bliss, give it 20 minutes and go again. All right. 
she goes on and talks about you know the stereotype of women being annoyed and blah 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 okay i don't i'm not sure i agree that if 100 percent of the time after i orgasmed i immediately went down and started rubbing her clit that that would be well received well, it has to, importantly, it has to be that she hasn't. And with you, that would be difficult because it's never typically happened. she would have had five to 10 orgasms by yeah, then. At least, at least, yeah. So it'd be hard. It's hard to imagine, but uh, I, I think- yeah, so. This is, okay. this is just hypothetical for me, but- I understand. The, the gist of what she's saying, I, I understand. And the gist is something- The gist is like basically the guy- came after like three minutes. Like that's, that's, that's I think, the important use okay. case here. Sure, let's but play that out. Well, okay. I want to, there's a separate case that I'd like to get to, but yeah. So in that case, he's basically like, yeah, I mean like he, he has, he's become unavailable for a set of activities that she might find enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, I mean, and I hear her point, her point's like, look, there are other activities we can do that are enjoyable. And so you don't really need to apologize. And also like, like it's, it's a weird thing to, you know, it's like, um, I think that things like saying, I'm sorry, work in the woman's brain similarly to a man saying thank you, which is it's sort of like mm, drives an emotional wedge between them in that situation yeah. that I think women don't like. Does that yeah. make sense? I've, I've, I think when I was younger, I would say things like thank you. And yeah, it's not what they want to hear. <laughs> yeah, because it makes them feel like it's not a shared experience. It's like a right. thing they gave you. Now, that being said, I think- And sorry is even more. Sorry is like- yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're emasculating yourself and it's sort of pathetic and yeah, it's it not be interesting to like, uh, to, ha- to orgasm and immediately start like critiquing yourself to be like, man, that wasn't one of my best. I'm <laughs> just terrible. Like I just, I just couldn't, you know, I usually like to do this and that and I just couldn't get anywhere, you know, that would uh, be f- kind of funny. Yeah. Self-analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the other thing though, I wanted to bring up with this is that you know, so, okay. So the normal thing here is he's apologizing because his penis is no longer erect and available. Right. Um, uh, however, there's a separate reason you could be apologizing here that maybe the woman wouldn't be as aware of, which is simply the fact that like, he could be apologizing because of the fact that he orgasmed, and this is totally true for me, is going to make it so his behavior for a while is not going to be as enthusiastic as it would have been. Yeah. Like he's not like, so it's like, oh, just, uh, just rub me or, or lick me or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but I don't want to. Can women relate to that experience? I think it's challenging. I, although, you know, I think there are some women that are one and done, right? They are, but I don't think they have, their experience of post-nut clarity is different. For like, sure. They don't, <laughs> they don't get, uh, I don't know if repulsed is the word, but yeah, like things that like moments ago you were obsessed with suddenly become way less compelling. And yeah. I'm not sure if there's a cliff like that for women like there is. Definitely not. No, no. I mean, for a guy, it's like, look, he, you have the orgasm and it's like, I yes, she hasn't yet. So it's like, okay, I, I'm supposed to do this thing, but I would much rather like go on the internet and like post some stuff on Reddit. Like that's what I actually want to be doing for the next like 15 minutes. Right. And so she's going to get this kind of low intensity. I mean, you know, he can fake it, but it's so honestly, he could also be apologizing to himself. He's like, fuck, 
now I've created this predicament for myself. <laughs> where I, where I, I, where I ever, where I, where I either come off as selfish or I have to do this thing that I don't really want to do. Well, it's the second one typically, right? Cause you're like, you don't want to be, you don't want to come off as selfish because then that, well, I don't know. I guess guys would do that, but typically that's going to lower your probability of getting sex the, the way you want it. Sure. But I think like long-term couples, like the dude's normally like, sorry. Well, I mean, the stereotype is he rolls over and falls asleep, right? Sure. That's true. That's true. But I mean, like if the woman clearly wants it to continue, then As she can make that often might in an earlier sexual encounter. Right? Like well, in, she might in, in any sexual encounter, right? Sure, 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 sure. It gets collectively bargained after you've had sex a hundred times. Like there's sort of like a set of expectations when various things happen that become mutual understandings. But yeah, in in earlier sexual encounters, uh, yeah, I mean she has no idea what you normally do or like what's normal or what's to be expected. And so, uh, yeah, like if like if you're having sex with someone for the first time, you last for a period of time that is clearly not as long as typically accepted two minutes whatever and you just roll over and say sorry like that's gonna that's gonna not give you good odds of having sex again or wait have you found that to be the case so like there's a there's some sort of a mathematical equation that you more or less could do to show like the first time it's 50 percent as long or 25 percent as long. i don't know i mean you would have to do enormous control studies here but no I'm, i'm asking for you personally no, I'm too obsessed with like seeming like a giving lover to like, I, yeah, but, but if you're more excited, you're more aroused. I mean, there's like this natural thing where a guy is particularly aroused when he has a new partner. And so like, don't you find that that like might make it more difficult for you to sort of hold back from nutting? Oh, or sure. That never happens. No, well, that's what I mean. And so no, it's going to be I've, I've, I've <laughs> it's happened in my life where I have orgasmed before I would have liked. Uh, what's the question beyond that? Oh, I was just sort of wondering if there's some sort of ratio, like the first time it takes half as long or typically. Oh, oh gosh. I have I have no idea. I mean, yeah. I mean, early sexual encounters are usually pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, you I'm might want to just like brilliant. Or one genius. way to figure this kind of stuff out might be to, um, you could consider like keeping, I don't know, like a spreadsheet of the people you have sex with and then writing these things down. So then you have the data later. Well, what would I write? What would I track? Well, I mean, you know, the time to orgasm for each of the first, say, N uh, sex uh, encounters. How would you propose I measure that time? <laughs> I don't know. Stopwatch? I, I could. Okay. So that's obviously impractical. But oh, a camera. I, I a camera. A, okay. Now, now we're talking. Um, yeah, you get a Nest I camera. A I could get a clock in my room that, um, you know, like those digital clocks that, you know, I can note the minute anyway. That, I don't know. Yeah. If, um, you could just you could uh, you could use your uh, you could use like an Amazon Echo device. So you'd be like, timer. Alexa, begin fucking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Alexa, orgasm. <laughs> um, yeah, I could write some software. Actually, Alexa, stop. I could write some software with my own. What do, what do they call the voice things on the uh, Amazon Echo? Talents or oh, skills? It's a skill. It's a skill. Yeah, skill. yeah. I can write my own that that does this. Right, the Keith uh, sex skill. Yeah, I still. Cool. Then you can collect data. Be, 
need like dozens or hundreds of partners before you would see because we just get over over overwhelmed by one right like what if you have one partner where you have sex or you you know you orgasm after 30 seconds well you know then she's the one that's the one for you is the one that you get gets you the, the lowest first uh, orgasm yeah. yeah yeah what you really want is the median uh it's probably right yeah yeah the longest is bad <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> right yeah that is not that, that does not bode well i mean um, a woman that's true actually that a woman like if anything in a, particularly in an early sexual encounter a woman should be much more worried about that about it taking the guy like 20 minutes i mean it could just be you beat off earlier but yeah well and i think Oftentimes in early sexual encounters, people are more drunk than they might be typically, right? That's a good point. Alcohol is a social lubricant. And so that could be playing a factor or people take other other drugs too, right? Cocaine and I don't know. Cocaine might speed it up. I don't know. I don't actually, I don't know how cocaine affects orgasming. Me either. Um, Anyway, I just think it's interesting that. I mean, we've, we've touched on this before and it's not like a brilliant insight, but yeah, like men have this cliff and there's this expectation or this woman is, this woman's saying like, oh, it's totally fine. Like you can just, you can just masturbate me. Um, and yeah, (laughs) Yeah, she's not, she's, she's not understanding that. Yeah. I mean, the way for a woman to understand that is something like. Look, for the, from the guy's perspective at that point, it's not really that different than like, let's say you two go to a movie together and, you know, you just sit in your seats and the dude just zips, unzips and pulls his cock out. And he's like, just masturbate me. Right. It's like, sure, you can, but you're like, the guy doesn't want to anymore. It's like, it's he's not in the mood anymore. And that's the thing. Like, and so, yeah, I think it's difficult for women to understand. It's like, well, but we just did this other thing. And it's like, yeah, I know. It's weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that. That cliff really is an amazing part of human. Like our body does all these things, right? Like as you eat, you get like more and more full and you, you, you stop feeling hungry. When you go into like a cold room or a hot room, you get this sort of function of, you know, how long it takes you to start feeling warm and then hot and then like dangerously uncomfortably hot. But yeah, like your change in interest in a female's sexual organs changes like on the order of milliseconds, right? Like after an orgasm, it's so fast. I mean, and I've read so that it's fast. like the, 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 the canonical one that I've seen is, uh, uh, men who basically like things involving semen, like men who will report on the sex subreddit that like it, like, there is no time like once a single drop of semen has come out of their penis, like they're not interested in the semen. Like they they they're not their 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 disgust reflex comes back. Yeah. So it's literally during the orgasm that it comes back. Like like and that's actually if you think about it, in some ways that's true. Like you're you're nutting, and at the beginning of the orgasm, you're like, oh yeah, you know, take it. But then like in the middle of it, you're like, ah, this is getting grossed out by myself. <laughs> Like it there's is, an emotional now, like, you're feeling pleasure, so you don't care, but there is an emotional change literally in the middle of it. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know how like the Venus Phi trap like you know closes, like you know, they use these like high speed cameras to show like how quickly it operates. Like the yeah, the one thing that humans have that like operates that quickly is <laughs> how quickly they lose interest in, in in women after an orgasm. It's 
Yeah, if there was a drug that stopped that, I wonder what behaviors you get out of them. I mean, the, the main one that I have to think is that you would, uh, not to keep bringing it up, uh, but I, I think I think the main one you would get is guys doing stuff with their own semen. I'm not sure if there's another one, but like that's, I remember, think if you had a drug that stopped post-nut clarity. Do you remember that guy talking about he wanted to taste his own semen and he was really struggling? But yeah, like his main trick was to consume it as quickly as possible after it's admitted <laughs> because- yeah, like every moment that passes, it becomes exponentially more disgusting. But it's like, I mean, it's so strange. It's like, you look, if you don't want to do something, then just don't do it. Like, he's yeah. like, no, but I, I just want to. I've got, I've got this fantasy. It's like, I'm, no, I'm intellectually curious in knowing what my own semen tastes like. I just can't get over the disgust aspect. Yeah, and I hear you. if there was some way to do that. Oh, uh, that's easy. The way you deal with that, if you want to do it for science. And this is what I've done. I've never like, you know, but to taste it, you simply wait like five minutes. Ugh. I know, but it's, it just doesn't matter. It's like, but look, it's I mean, who cares? Man. Like, you're so, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I'm I mean, just saying, for, like, the disgust is much lower five minutes later. You just don't care. It's like, whatever. It's like, it's like you're, yes, it's, it, it would be like if you had uh, blown your nose. It, this is, yeah, this is it. You blow your nose in a Kleenex. Yeah. You know, it's yours, though. It's not, there's no possible way it's somebody else's Kleenex. Uh -huh. And five minutes later, you have to like taste some of it. Like you could do it. It's not great. I like, could rather, you know, not I could do that. taste my semen. Like, but it's just, I really don't want to. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty profound aversion. Yeah, surprisingly. That's why guys yeah, surprisingly. That's why guys don't do that. That's why that's not like part of the masturbation play of the vast yeah. majority of guys. Yeah. No, it's not. In terms mean, of it's, like, the same, it's the same with poop, right? Like I've never eaten my own poop. I've never come close <laughs> to eating my own poop. Like I, I actively avoid it as hard as I possibly can, even though, you know, I interact with it basically every day. And so, yeah, it's the it's same. A different. I mean, there's it's a, a little bit, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you might say, like, oh, there's so many opportunities. You must have at some point. It's like, no, I really have never tasted my own shit and i don't there's a well there's a strong reason for people to have an aversion to that there's much less strong reason to have an aversion to semen like for poop like it's actually a health like in the wild a human that eats their own poop is probably going to die uh, if, yeah. you know, maybe not it's not great for you though I, I realize that lots of animals eat their own poop so whatever well it's not great for them okay all right well let's do one more topic so uh this person says boyfriend told me he likes it only when i'm shaved i'm feeling really sensitive about my hair now what do i do fortunately i'm a really hairy girl and i mostly keep things trimmed because it's easier occasionally for fun i shave but not often my boyfriend told me those are the days he really loves how i look and he would love it it that's grammar he would love it if i if she did it more often I'm sure he was holding back, but for some reason he blurted the truth out this weekend. What do I do? I feel real sent real I feel really sensitive about what I do to keep myself groomed. Shaving daily is hard. It leads to ingrown hair, so that's tough. <sighs> okay. Yeah, that's that sucks for her that like the current male beauty standard is uh almost completely shaved. Uh, I saw I saw a posting on the sex subreddit within the last week. Of a, a girl, must I mean a woman, but very young woman, who said that her boyfriend was confused by the fact that she had to shave or whatever. She had to deal with the hair like constantly. Uh, that he like basically had thought because of like how he's socialized around this stuff. He thought that like uh, – I'm trying to think like that it would be something akin to like the mustache of like a 14-year-old boy. Yeah, yeah, or or something like that, where it's like you know, or maybe like um eyelashes or eyebrows, yeah. like they don't grow yeah. that fast. Maybe they do. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? Like something that doesn't grow quite as rapidly. There are a lot of thick hair follicles down there. And the machinations that women go through to simulate that that is not the case is uh, pretty interesting. Um, it's, it's, you know, I have, I mean, there is a laser hair removal. I don't know really is. what the deal is with that, but like that, maybe that's like, I think it's expensive and maybe people don't want to do something. I guess, is it permanent? It's, I'm not sure. I think it's mostly permanent. I've, I've dated some women who have had that procedure done and. Oh, is there any, could you, could you detect in any way? Like, was there any sort of scarring or something that told you so, that that had happened? No, there was no scarring. Some had like, you have to go for like six or 10 sessions and. Okay they're a little bit pricey. And so some people do like three and then they, you know, get bored or, you know, run out of funding for the project. Yeah. Or, this is going to be money, not bored, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever it is. Right. And, uh, yeah. So they'll still have some pubic hair. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> what was the question? Oh, I, I was asking you if there was any sort of telltale, uh, no, Look, no, I, I told can't tell, you. I can't tell if someone's hair has been lazed or not. But I, now I'm curious about these women who have had it partially done. Now, when they have it partially done, is it like, is it sort of like a guy who hasn't used his Rogaine, like a guy who's got male pattern baldness where there's like, no, actually, that's a bad example. Well, okay. Is it just thinning or is there actually like an area where it's gone? Like, do they, do they, do they say, okay, today we're going to remove the left side? What happens you know? is. You know, I, I don't know what the numbers are, but let's say you have like a thousand follicles per inch or whatever. I think like after your first laser, you know, it's 900 and then it's and then it's 800 and then it's 700 and then it's 600. Okay. So it would it would be less dense, but it's not less dense in a way that's like really noticeable because there's like people have different densities of, of follicles anyway. So yeah, I can't really tell based on anything like i don't have any heuristics to tell whether someone's had if that's the way it works then that would suggest to me yeah maybe not i was going to say there's some odds that like you'll always wind up with some follicles so even if you've done it like 10 times i feel like after 10 years especially i don't know how hair follicle creation even works but yeah i bet like over time it slowly comes back that's interesting. You think uh, I should look that up. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know if they I mean, I I find it, I mean, just the notion of women going all the time to get waxed, for example, I find like that's amazing. Like the that's a that's a thing that's not at all in my life that's sort of like this painful lame thing. It's like hard to believe that the, like such a large percentage of people would go do that. Yeah. I, it's basically all women. It's not all, but I mean, it's 80 plus percent. Yeah, they've done a great job. Uh, at least, at least selling it. experience. Who's who's they? Big waxing? The waxing industry. Yeah. And I mean, the, look, it's, I mean, yeah, they make a lot of money off of that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, you have anything else you want to add here, Mike? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think, yeah, like that's just the way, that's the way it is, is they have to, although, I mean, you, you do see... There's kind of like a pendulum that swings back and forth a little on on pubic hair and porn. So you sometimes see more, sometimes see less. But generally speaking, like it's it's just one of these things where like, and I don't really think it's necessarily the fault of men. I think it's just that like, look, uh, uh, 
I'm, I'm hesitant to say this totally authoritatively, but basically on a woman, like less hair looks better. Um, maybe it's, it's, it's obviously culturally defined as a thing. And so the thing is, there's like this arms race where it's like, you know, the, if one woman does it, then the next woman is going to do it because she wants to look as good, at least as good as the first woman. And so it sort of isn't, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, I guess it's mediated by the male gaze, but I don't think it's enforced by men. It's not like, um, you know, a guy's like, ew, what's wrong with you? It's more, it's, it, it happens without that. I think. Yeah. I don't know who the tastemakers who <laughs> convince or who, who decide what, you know, pubic hair arrangements are, are interesting. I mean, you know, think about, think about like pedicures and manicures. Like, I don't think men care about that at all. Um, I mean, if a woman has disgusting fingernails, that that would be gross. But I've I don't know if I've even ever encountered that. And then like all this stuff that women do to like you know manage their follicles and stuff. I don't think men care about that at all. So that's an example of like something that women care about that I don't think is imposed by men. And I, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with with pubic hair. I think I think yeah, it's somewhere. Oh, in but between. I think that like given. I mean, let's. But if you're being honest with yourself, like if you are on a whatever third date with a new potential girlfriend and you have not yet seen her pubic area like and somebody said hey um you know this is like we live in magic town westworld whatever and you get to pick whether there's pubic hair or not you're gonna pick not right yeah yeah so i mean and partly it's because you shave your balls and so you but, want them to but, sort of slap nicely but against- i wonder if i wonder if you know i had grown up <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I definitely prefer it. I'd have to think about, you know, if I'd have to think about if yeah, I was going to write like a list of reasons why I prefer it. But you would feel annoyed if she didn't, given all the work you do on your nutsack. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I do my grooming. Why she should do hers? Exactly. Now, and your taint. Hold on. If I grew up in a jungle and you know I was presented with this option, yeah, like is it? Do I do I prefer? less hair because I've been socialized to think that, or is that like, okay. So I know thing? the answer to that. You prefer less hair because it makes her look more like a young woman. It looks younger. That's why. I feel like there's so yes, aspect. I think you would. Why does, okay. Does it make them look younger if there's no hair? Yes. Why? I because mean, but that, children I mean, don't have pubic I mean, hair. Yeah. But I don't think, I mean, I'm not attracted to prepubescent people in any other aspect. That's true. It's not that it's the, it's, it's like the youth signaling. So like it, like basically all, this isn't totally true, but a large percentage of female makeup is designed to basically look like a young, to look young. Like that's yeah. what it, the, the ball game is for the most part is about that. Yeah, but I and feel so like that's aiming more at like, you know, early twenties kind of young looking as opposed to, I don't know. Yeah. These things are complicated. That's no, I hear what you're saying. You're saying, look, a, a, a an early twenties woman will have a full head of pubic hair or a full. Right. Like I don't find like, I mean, just hair. playing this by extremes. Like, yeah. Like, like a woman who like has like a pacifier in her mouth isn't attractive, even though that's like a youth signal of some kind, right? Like, like I don't, it's, it seems strange that, I mean, I admit that I definitely think that less hair is more attractive. I'm just trying to understand what's going in my brain. So a pacifier is like the problem with the pacifier is it's not subconscious. It's like yeah, something where you would have to know our culture. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. for example, a woman who like is kind of petite and like has the right sort of like there's there's all these things that like kind of resemble child 
likeness that I think yeah. are, are are relevant to to sort of the subconscious attract attraction a man has toward a woman, and I think that yeah. all matters. Yeah, yeah, I think that's all right. Okay, all right. Before we get into any trouble, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. So that'll do it sure. for episode 26 of Your Mileage May Vary. Reminder, we pay $15 for feedback sent to ymmdpod at gmail.com. Uh, rate and review us, tell your friends, uh, all that good stuff. And as always, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Your Mileage May Vary.